Listen, sometimes I believe in shouting unto God with a voice of triumph. I believe lifting our voice like a trumpet and praising Him and thanking Him. But just as important are those times when we lift our voice and we cry out for help. Do you know how close you could be to, you know, in the natural? If you were in trouble for your life, maybe you were swimming and you were, you know, about to drown. You knew I'm about to go down for the last time. And you could have people so close, but if you don't cry out, nobody knows. You know, I don't want to bother nobody, so I'll just drown. What kind of logic is that? If you was in a house trapped and there was a fire, something was going on, and you knew people were all outside, but they, oh, I don't know if anybody's home or not, so let's, let's don't go running in. But now they hear you screaming and hollering and crying out, help me. Somebody's trying to get in. Somebody, or you can just burn up. I don't want to sit in the house of the Lord on fire, going down. Knowing that it's just as close as whispering that name, as crying out to him. I don't want to die. I don't want to drown on my pew. I don't want to die on my pew. I don't want to die in the altar of the Lord because, uh, friend, I want to cry out to him. He's my Savior. Listen, when, when we cry out to him, that's, that's just an expression of faith that God can. Ask Bartimaeus what crying out will do. He began to cry out, and they said, oh, shh. Oh, oh, no. He started crying and said he cried out the more. Just crying out, crying out. Have mercy on me, Jesus. And it says in one of the Gospels, when you read that story, it says, and the Lord stopped. And I, when I'm in trouble, when I've got something going on, I want the Lord to stop. So I cry out. Motive, uh, I, I want to. There's some motivation behind that crying out. I, I need something, and I know God knows what we need. But He said, "Ask, and it shall be given." I know what you need, but ask, seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it'll be opened. Do something to get your answer. But for God's sake, don't sit there and die. Do what you've got to do to get God's attention. Praise God. Well, I tell you, the Holy Ghost is in this house tonight. Thank you, Jesus. And he will do whatever you need him to do tonight. Let me read a couple of scriptures tonight. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 15 verse 29 Daniel 3 15 and 29 a familiar passage but I, I, I pulled something out of there today that I feel like the Lord had me dig in so he could show me something here in Daniel 3 15 the king is now speaking to Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego He's created and built this idol, and he said, now there's going to be a time of music, and everybody's going to fall down and worship it. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, 
we're not going to. So now he's addressing their refusal to bow. Now if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, the harp, the sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. In other words, do what I say is going to be good for you. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And then he has a question. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Well, he puts them to the test. And they don't bow. And so he heats the furnace seven times hotter, throws them in the midst of it. But when he looks in, he doesn't see three, he sees four. He calls them out of the fiery furnace, and he is astonished. And in verse 29, he says, Now I make a decree that every people, nation, language, which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. I want to preach for just a little while tonight on my deliverer. Let's pray for this message tonight. Lord, we love you so much. and We thank you for what you're doing in this house in this hour. God, we ask you to remind us once again. Lord, let us call to remembrance the times you have come to our aid. So many times you've answered our prayers. And tonight, Lord... We trust you as our Savior, our Deliverer. Bless the preaching of the Word. Let it bless our hearts tonight in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. If you believe he's your Deliverer tonight, give him a big hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Appreciate our music and praise team doing a wonderful job tonight. My deliverer. In verse 15, the king questions who is the deliverer. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Before he sees what God can do, he questions that there is a deliverer. But after he sees what God can do, he makes a statement. There is no other God that can deliver after this sort. The word deliver there, while it looks the same in English, is not the same in Hebrew. Uh, It has a very short, very specific, uh, easy to understand meaning. Uh, In the first deliver in verse 15, it simply means free. In other words, who is that God that shall free you? As if I have you in bondage. I have you under my hand. I have you locked down. I am uh, your warden. You are my prisoner. And who shall free you out of my hands? Deliver in verse 29, the king, after witnessing what God can do, uh, has a more passionate and more full definition of the word deliver. The word deliver in verse 29, it does mean free. It also means to rescue, defend, without fail, to preserve, to recover, to save, 
surely to take out. He didn't know God. And so he questioned who can set you free. But after he saw three men walking around loose in a burning, fiery furnace, he said, there is no other God that can rescue, save, deliver, set you free. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing that this God can't do. He got a little more adamant about this God. Now, I don't really know him, and I don't know him by his name. But, and that's the thing, you know, we as his children, we meet him as our Lord, as our Savior, full of love and mercy. But our enemies always meet him as a deliverer. <laughs> when our enemies come up against him, it's always I'm, the, I'm here to save them. I'm here to deliver them. It's, it was like that all through the Old Testament. It was like that all through the New Testament. When Jesus stepped onto uh, the aisles of the Gadarenes, there was a man filled with a legion of devils. And he came running out to him, fell down. And, and uh, guess what? Them, them demons had to go because they met the deliverer. It didn't matter if it was sickness, if it was uh, demon-possessed, if it was uh, what it was. They could even be dead. Death met him as a deliverer. I am the resurrection and life. I will deliver people even from death. I'll open blinded eyes. I'll make the lame to leap, the dumb to speak, the deaf to hear. Friend, I'm going to save people. I'm going to give them hope. I'm going, you're, you, whatever enemy he come up against, they met him as the deliverer. And that's this, this king. He met this God. Who is that God that's going to deliver you out of my hands, set you free out of my hands? There ain't another God. He, after he sees what God can do, no more questions. I don't know him, but I'm not going to question him because I've seen three men walking around in a fiery furnace and a fourth man like the Son of God. And he can free them, rescue them, defend them. And it says, without fail. He said, this is a God that don't fail. It just took him seeing what God can do to realize. This is a man worshiping all kind of things. But he said, this is a God that does not fail. It was the same for Daniel when they put him in the den of lions. God delivered him from the den of lions. And guess what? That king and all those people knew and those people that tried to set Daniel up, they met that God that day as a deliverer. Friend, there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. And if you think that you're going through something that God can't deliver you from, hello, you need to start checking out this great cloud of witnesses that the Scripture talks about. Because that's why they're in that great cloud of witnesses, because God delivered them over and over and over again. God came through every time they needed him. The psalmist David said in Psalm 18, uh, Verse, the first three verses of this psalm so great. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, and he's my fortress, and he is my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is my God. And he is here tonight. He's your God. He's your deliverer. We think, well, we got to be in pretty bad stuff to be delivered. Man, he can deliver you from troubled heart, troubled mind. He can deliver you from anxiety and stress and depression. Oh, and he can deliver you from a lot of hard stuff. He can deliver you from addictions and, and all kind of things that you can't hardly get out of uh, 
at all. But, but listen, sometimes it's just he can deliver you from a broken heart. He can deliver you from having the blues, man. He can deliver you from being angry. He can deliver you from bitterness. God can deliver you from the things that are meant to hold you down. Friend, tonight we need to know that God is a deliverer. Yeah. Well, let's just, let's just see what he does. God is the deliverer. Second Samuel, and these are, you don't have these scriptures, so I'm just fixing to read through a bunch of them and touch on them, so don't worry about trying to punch them in. Second Samuel 22 and 18, he delivers us from the strong enemy. Second Samuel 22 and 49, from the violent man. Job 29 and 12, he delivers the poor that cries. Psalm 34 and 4, delivered me from all my fears. Oh, I'll never be good enough. That's my fear. I'll never be able to. That's my fear. I'm not going to make it. That's my fear. But God delivered from all my fears. What, what is the enemy tormenting your mind with? What's your own flesh tormenting your mind with tonight that you're so afraid that you're just not going to be able to do it? But if you'll trust God, God's your deliverer. God's your deliverer. He said he delivered me from all of my fears. Hey, hey let, me, let me tell you, new parents, I'm, I, it's a fear I'll be a horrible parent. God can deliver you from that. Newlyweds, I'm going to be a horrible husband. I'm going to be a horrible wife. God can deliver you from that fear. Hey, ain't a man or woman alive ever thought, I ain't going to be able to do this as a parent or a husband or wife or a boyfriend or girlfriend. Hey, as a minister, as a preacher, I'll never be able to preach. I'll never be good enough to minister. I'll never, fear, fear, fear. But God delivers from all my fears. Fear has torment. It'll wear you down. It'll beat you up. It'll walk all over you. But God can deliver you from all of your fear. Psalm 54 and 7, he delivers me out of all my trouble. Psalm 56 and 13, he delivered my soul from death. 64, 69 and 14, from them that hate me. From 107 and 6, he delivers me out of my distresses. Whatever is stressing you out, distressing you. Out of my distresses. Psalm 107 and 20. He delivers me from destruction. Oh, surely this is going to get me. Surely this is going to beat me. Surely this will be my end. This is going to destroy me. That's why you got a deliverer. You're going to face these things. They're going to come against you. But you've got a deliverer. Romans, New Testament says he delivered us from the law. 8 and 21 says from bondage. Colossians 1 and 13 from the power of darkness. And 1 Thessalonians 1 and 10 from the wrath to come. I'm glad tonight that we've got a deliverer. Does anybody in here believe that he is a deliverer? Has he ever delivered you? I'm not talking about just set you free, but rescued you, saved you completely, changed what was going on. Come on. Was he faithful? Did he do it every time? He'll do it again. Woo. Let me tell you, with that list, I got no choice but to agree with the psalmist. Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I've seen him in every, we, we, we say this all the time, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, but I have seen him in every situation I could see him in. And the psalmist agrees here that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Listen, you don't, you're not just going to skate through without going through something in this life, but you can get through it because you've got a deliverer. 
Listen, I know he's my comfort and all these things. I know he's my savior and he's washed me and cleansed me and filled me with his spirit. But friend, he's going to be there when I need him. He didn't save me and forsake me. He didn't save me and leave me by myself. He didn't fill me with the Holy Ghost without access to the power that comes with it. Let me tell you, when he cry, when we cry out to the Lord, he's going to hear us. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. He hears when his people call. And God is faithful who has promised. And God will come through time and time and time again. Somebody's got to believe that he will deliver. Oh, we want everybody in the world to deliver. We want our president to deliver on his promises. We want people that promise things to deliver on what they said. Listen, God cannot lie. He can't lie. The promises of God in him are yea and amen. He, he can't lie. If he said it, uh, he'll do it. Uh, oh, but we have such a hard time believing that God will actually, he'll actually do that. He'll do anything that's in this book. If it's in this word, it's forever settled in heaven. And God will not ignore his word. He said, my word will accomplish what it's set out to do. If, if, if it was given to us, if it was printed, if it was preached, if you listened to it, then it's in there. You've received a promise from the Lord. God will do it. We just don't access the promise enough. We don't access the deliverer enough. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord, not nobody else, not the government, uh-uh, not the doctors, not the lawyers, not, not any of that. Uh, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Man, I got somebody on my side. If it had not been for the Lord, now may Israel say, Oh, but the Lord was on their side. Hey, if it had not been for the Lord, I wouldn't be here. If it had not been for the Lord, I wouldn't have made it a day or a week. But because I have a God, I've made it through time and time again. I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Friend, I've, I've been in places where I shouldn't have come out. But somehow I find myself still standing, still preaching, still praying, still worshiping, still serving him. Because God is a deliverer. But the Lord delivered him out of them all. I know it's many. It's more than I can count. So God said, I just cover it. He knows how people are. They'll keep coming up with reasons to be upset or or to be discouraged or to be cast down. So he said, you know what? I'm just going to cover many with this all. If you was playing rock, paper, scissors with many and all, all would beat many every time. He said that there's many afflictions, but I get them all. I cut all of it, all of it. I beat it every time. It doesn't matter what it is. What you're going through, you can't think up nothing that God can't help you out of. You can't come up with something new that God can't deliver from. He is a deliverer. And there is no God that can deliver after this sort. Mm. I'm glad I know him as my Savior. I'm glad he's my Lord. Woo, I'm also glad that I get the benefit of him being my deliverer. That when I am struggling, he's going to come through. When I feel like I'm sinking, he's going to lift me up. Friend, listen, God will come through. 
He delivers us out of them all. Who is this God? No God can deliver. I love it. He, he don't know God, so he questions him. But it don't take but one time to see what God can do. And now he's like, whoo, no God can deliver like our God. So he didn't realize, he, even then, he was the God who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And when he said, he asked the question, who Shall, who is this God that will deliver you out of? He asked the question, so God went above and beyond what he was able to ask or think and showed him exactly who he was. I'm the kind of God that lets you walk around in the middle of the fire and not even smell like smoke when you come out. I'm the God that'll, that'll show you some things, King, and when you're done, you'll be promoting my people instead of trying to kill them. Come on, that's what God was doing. This Don't bow down just to avoid the fire. There's a lot of people that, when, you know, we, we talk it, but then when faced with it, listen, don't bow down to avoid the fire. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just give up so I don't have to face the fire. I'll just quit so I don't have to face the fire. Uh, you got somebody to walk around in the fire with you. You can take the heat because you got a deliverer. That's why they, they said we're not even careful. We're not even going to be real easy with our words on this, King. We're not bowing down. Do heat, heat it up, get it ready, play your music, but we will not bow down. Is that, is that plain enough? You, got, you understand? Can you hear what I'm saying to you? We're not going to bow down. I'm going to put you in a fire. Go ahead because God's going to deliver us one way or the other. <laughs> Either way, we're going to be out of your hand. It's, it don't matter. But listen, that's why I'm saying don't bow down just to avoid the fire. You have got a God, a deliverer on your side. 1 Peter 4 and 12, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Oh, why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? I believe you. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. You wash me from my sins. I go to church. I pay my tithes. Man, I teach. I preach. I witness. Why am I going through this? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's why. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. Something's going to come your way. And my goodness, why would that first initial knee-jerk reaction be, Let's, well, just quit. Walk away. Just give up. Just surrender. Just think, God don't love me no more. I must be doing something wrong. Just because you're in an affliction doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It Most likely it means you're doing something right. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Hey, the way of a transgressor is hard. But the righteous get the afflictions. We, we go through it too. We always look at people out in the world like they don't ever get bothered with nothing. They're in a drunken stupor. They're involved in all kind of wickedness and sin and things that's going to send them to a devil's hell. And yet, look at them. They don't never have no trouble. Oh, trouble's coming if they don't get it right. But what I'm telling you is that we might go through some things. We're going we're to suffer. Jesus was tempted in all points as we are. We're going to be tempted in this life. We're going to go through things. Our flesh is going to rear up and give us headaches and trouble, and we're going to have to Fight this old stupid flesh. That's why we got the Holy Ghost, so we can mortify the deeds of the flesh. But you're going to have afflictions. But our afflictions come with a 
deliverer. Our afflictions come with something else. A deliverer. There's an antidote. There's something, there's a cure. There's a balm. There's something to help you when you're righteous, when you're serving God, when you're going through something. You can know, oh, I, hey, no, I don't like it, but I'm going to be better. Yeah. Yep. Or if we trusted God as much as we trusted a bottle of Tylenol. Oh, I got a headache. Tylenol will deliver me from that. We'll pop that cap and grab two. In just a little while, I said, whew, I'm glad that headache's better. I took something. We're so sure that it's going to work. I am so sure that God will work. I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Friend, I trust Him. I have committed the keeping of my soul unto Him as unto a faithful Creator. I, he didn't just save me and kick me to the curb. Man, he's got me in his hand. He's got me in his body. His spirit lives inside of me. God will not forsake me. He's not going to forsake you. It's amazing. You know the only reason, how many people knows what a, a Tylenol looks like? If you saw someone, you'd be like, hey, that's a Tylenol. You know why? Because that's what you see inside the bottle. But how do you know it's Tylenol? It's amazing how much trust we just put. We go buy it off the shelf. Anybody could have put anything. They could have put giant Tic Tacs in your Tylenol bottle. You don't know. It's I bought it. It's, it's sealed. It's wrapped. I know it's going to work. I'm going to take me some and just believe that's going to make my hands, arms, shoulders, neck, all my aches and pains feel better. I just, oh, I love Tylenol or, or Goodish powder or, or whatever it is you take. There's so much faith in it. So much faith in that little old packet. And it tastes so horrible. But it don't matter. It works. God works. Yeah, God works. I said God works. I've seen him come through time and time again. That's why I keep that's why I see people keep on serving the Lord because God works. And hey, I ain't again take your Tylenol, take your goodies, whatever you take. That's fine. But my goodness, trust God. Trust God. You know, people that that, that Take Tylenol. You'll take two Tylenols if in about an hour or so a headache ain't gone. You'll take another one. Let me back this thing up. Let me help it out. But you'll stick with Tylenol, won't you? But if all of a sudden, if right after I pray, if God didn't work, let me see what else is in the cabinet. Let me see what else. Let me see what else I can find. Let me see who else I can talk to. Let me see who else might be able to deliver. It won't work. It won't work. God is my deliverer. He's not one of my deliverers. He's my deliverer in the singular. Just like he's one God, he's one deliverer. He's the I am. (laughs) He's the deliverer. So when you start going, why me? The reason is because you're righteous. 
according to your faith in Christ. The Bible says our righteousness is because of our faith in Christ. And so many are the afflictions of those who believe in Christ. Yeah. Okay. But uh, with our afflictions, we get the deliverer. There is a great cloud of witnesses because there is a great deliverer, the Lord God Almighty, the King of kings, Lord of Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And this is something that Israel always knew, whether they acted on it or not. But David knew. David wrote this in Psalm 22 and 4. He said, our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded, which mean, the word means confounded means ashamed or disappointed. So when they cried out to God, they were not disappointed. This was something that was passed down. He said our fathers, people that, you know, we always talk about the faith and the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the blessings that our elders saw. Oh, things our fathers saw, our grandfathers saw, these, these pioneers saw all this stuff. And, and, hey, listen, if we're not seeing it, it's simply because we're not believing it. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same deliverer. But let me tell you, there, there was a higher expectation in God. and the, There wasn't so many distractions for them in those days. And, and they, they didn't work God into their schedule. I, you, you think back about, about 15, 16, 15 to 20 years ago, church people didn't miss Sunday. And they didn't miss Wednesday. Now, they might not be able to make it for revival because that was off or something. They may have something else scheduled. But they knew you go to church on Sunday, you go to church on Wednesday. And if they call for fasting and prayer, that we're going to fast and pray. And it was, that was their life. And they would fast and pray. I, I know that in churches where they were still getting down in sackcloth and ashes and praying. They did, they did it at Brother Eberhardt's church, and, and God, hey, God delivered. They were praying. Sister Clarice, you might even remember that. Uh, my wife's mother had a lung condition, and the doctor sent her home, said, there ain't nothing we can do. Said her lungs are like leather. She's going to die. And so she went home, and the young people got down in the basement of the church and sat cloth and ashes and prayed and fasted all night. And she got better and went to the doctor, and the doctor said, your lungs are just like pink and fleshy and just like brand new. Oh, yeah, that's the God, that's the God you serve. That's the God you serve. Still does that. Still does that. Because he's still a healer. He's still the deliverer. He's still my deliverer. He's still your deliverer. He hadn't changed. He's more than just our way to heaven. He's our deliverer while we're down here. Sure, he's delivered us from sin and all those kind of things, but he'll deliver us from the things that fight us in this world. God is a deliverer. And so the psalmist said, Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and, and you delivered them. They cried unto you and were delivered. They trusted you and they were not disappointed. But what are our kids going to be able to say that about us? Are they going to be able to say, my mom and dad 
trusted him. I, our fathers trusted you, and they weren't disappointed. Or are they going to be like, are they going to have be say, our parents went to church when it was convenient. They only went to church when they weren't tired. So that's pretty harsh, Pastor. I'm just saying, if, if, if we can find something else that's more important in this life than God, you show it to me. But I believe there's a committed walk with God that we have not yet attained. I'm not saying that we're backslid, and I'm not saying we're ungodly. But even Paul said, I have not yet attained. <laughs> oh, he was getting close to the end of his life, the end of his walk. He, he, he was getting ready to sum up and say, I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. But, but at this point right here, he said, you know, I, I'm pressing forward. I'm moving onward. I'm not going back. I'm not reaching. I'm forgetting those things that are behind. I'm letting go of everything else that would hinder me or bother me so I can win Christ. Oh, I don't count myself to have apprehended it yet. I hadn't caught it yet. But that's the direction I'm going. And I feel like that's the direction we're going. But we've got to remember this is a walk. And it's not a ride. You know what you do when you ride a bike? We love to ride bikes. You'll pedal and then you'll coast. No, no, you're not getting no benefits from the coasting except you're... But this is a walk. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. Ain't no place to coast. It's getting too close to the coming of the Lord to start coasting. It's getting too close to him uh, making that trumpet sound uh, before us to to just get so comfortable that we just start coasting. And we we stop trusting and we stop serving with us like I'm just just holding my ticket like I'm waiting for him to say, hey, now boarding at gate C. That ain't how it's going to work. I want to make sure that I'm ready for this deliverer. You won't be disappointed. Psalm 176 says, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them. He delivered them. When they cried, they delivered. David said it in Psalm 22. They cried and they delivered and they were not disappointed. In Psalm 176, uh, they're reiterating, Then they cried unto the Lord. God's people cried in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. But, see, we're so good at shutting down in trouble instead of crying out in trouble. We want to hide in trouble. We want to uh, give up in trouble. We want to do something else when we're troubled or upset or disturbed or something going on. We, we, we find another outlet instead of just crying out to God. Listen, God is always watching. God is always listening. And God is ready to deliver. Another people, God's people, another point in history where they cried to him. You find Moses standing on the backside of the wilderness and talking to God in Exodus 3. And the Lord said this in verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. God sees where you are. And he sees what you're going through. He said, my people are being afflicted. Remember the, what we just read? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, or who are the righteous? That's God's people. God sees that. He said, I've seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Nobody knows what I'm going through. God knows. 
God knows your sorrows. And then he said, I'm not just going to let them sit there and suffer. And I am come down to deliver them. I am come down to deliver them. But he said, I've heard their cry. I've heard them crying out. I've heard my people. I've seen what's going on, but then I heard them cry out. I know the songs. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, a large land, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. God said, I'm going to bring you out so I can bring you to. Yeah, he's going to take you out. It's going to be as opposite as it can be from Egypt. I'm going to take you out of a place where you're a slave and you're being whooped up on and beat up on, and I'm going to take you out and put you in a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to bring you out so I can bring you to. When God delivers you, he's got a plan for you. I'm going to bring you out so I can bring you to. He said, I'm going to bring you up, out, up, out. You're only moving up when God starts delivering. God's going to bring you up, out of that land into a good land, get you out of the land where you're crying and wailing. Man, I've had enough of this taskmaster whipping me, beating me, walking on me. I've had enough of being a slave in this world. I'm tired of being a slave to my my emotions. I'm tired of being a slave to my addictions. I'm tired of being a slave in this world. I'm tired of it, so start crying out to the deliverer. I'm tired of not getting anywhere. Cry out to the deliverer. God's going to come through. God will make way. Oh, it seemed like a long time because they were in Egypt, I guess somewhere, what, around 400 years? Isn't that about right? It ain't going to be 400 years. Well, if it was, you wouldn't know it, would you? Jesus came to deliver us. Just like this. God looked down and saw now the people in this world. He says, all souls are mine, saith the Lord. So we could say this. He could say this about even our day. I've surely seen the affliction of my people which are in this spiritual Egypt. And I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them. God came down, wrapped himself in a robe of flesh to deliver us from darkness, hopelessness, bondage, sin, sickness, anything else, because there's nothing too hard for the Lord. God will come through. Well, this is just too much for me. That's fine. There's a lot of things you're going to face that are too much for you. That's why the psalmist said, Psalm 18 and 17, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. God knows that you can't win without him. That's why he's a deliverer. That's why you cry out to your deliverer. If you know they're too strong for you, then get somebody to help you. Well, is that a fair fight? It ain't never a fair fight because God can't lose. We're going to always win. Greater is he that's in you. Call on to the deliverer. He said he brought me in verse 19 also into a large place. Listen, he delivered me because he delighted in me. Do you know how much God loves you? 
how much it, he is thrilled with your decision to serve him and do your best. He doesn't stop loving you or delighting in you because you slip up or fall or because you get into a trial or a test. He delivers you because he delights in you. You are his child. You have accepted what he uh, did for you. You have uh, believed in him and trusted in him, and now you're full of his spirit, and God's going to come through. God's going to come through. Honey, you can come to the music, and you can stand with me. And the great thing about it is that God just never stops being that deliverer in your life. I don't care if, if you by some chance and the Lord tarries and you live to be 110, guess who your deliverer is going to be? It's going to be the Lord. In Isaiah 46, verse 4 and 5, the Lord said to his people, he said, and even to your old age, there's a lot of us feel like we can identify with that right now. And even to your old age, I am he. You'll never outgrow your need for him. I am he. And even to the gray hairs, when you're gray-headed, will I carry you. He said, I have made and I will bear, even will carry, and I will deliver you. He's delivered me countless times since I've come to him. And if he tarries and I get a little older, it's still going to be him. It's still going to be God. God is your deliverer. He said, I made you, I will bear you, I will carry you, and I will deliver you. And then he said in verse 5, which is a, a reminder of what the king said to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he said, because he said, who can deliver after this sort? Or there's no God that can deliver after this sort. So the Lord said, to whom will you liken me? And who are you going to make me equal? And who are you going to compare me to that we may be like? Who else do you think you have that can do what I can do? What else do you think you can get into that you think is equal to what I can do for you? Why not just trust the original? The one, the only, the Lord God Almighty, the Deliverer, the Savior of the world. He's your Deliverer. There is no God that can deliver like our God. No God that can deliver like our God. I'm telling you, the Lord's here for you tonight. And while she's playing, I'm just going to ask you to do something. Listen, we've read it over through these scriptures tonight, and we've seen the examples of it, but... As you come into this altar tonight and you need something from God, you need to come crying out to God. Well, people are going to think something, but nobody's going to think anything. You need to come crying out to God. When you fall on your knees in this altar, cry out to God. Over and over he said, when my people cried, I delivered. When they cried, I delivered. When they cried out to me, I heard them and I delivered. Would you come into this altar tonight? I'm, it's open now. Would you come and cry out to God? Let God bless you, fix you, heal you, restore you tonight. Come on. He'll deliver you from all your fears. He'll deliver you out of your trouble. He'll deliver you from your flesh. Come on. He'll deliver you tonight.
when the Lord's not done in here. If you, if you don't have to go yet, if you, if you can, pray with somebody that's praying in these altars or pray, find somebody to pray with for just another moment and just speak it. Agree with them. Tell them right now. You don't have to tell me what it is, but God's going to deliver. God's going to come through and start praying a prayer of faith with them tonight. Come on, there's some still in the altars here that need somebody to pray with them. Somebody come pray with them tonight. Lay your hands on them. Come on, intercede for them. God's a deliverer in this house. Come on, it's going to be different when you leave here tonight. It's going to be different when you leave here tonight. Lord, stir up a deep anointing in your people. That's it. Come on. Let the Holy Ghost talk. That's a deliverer. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Listen, let's 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 do one more thing tonight before we go. And this is just this is just an act of faith. But in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it says that they, when he threw them in the fire, they fell down bound. But then they got up loose because they were walking around. They got up loose, and they walked with him. They were standing upright. They weren't tied up anymore. They weren't wrapped up where they couldn't move. They, they were up. They were loose. They were walking. And they were walking with the deliverer. The Lord's touching people in this place. And we've fallen down bound. But now let's stand up loose. Come on, it's, it's, it's just a declaration I, that I believe God's delivering. Come on in. As you stand, lift your hands and begin to lift your voice. If you don't think them three boys had something to say to the Lord when they was in that fire. 
when they realized they wasn't burning up, when they realized it was the Lord. There you go. Come on. We've been down and we've been bound long enough, but now we're up and we're loose and we're walking with the Lord. Come on. Come on. You've been down and you've been bound long enough, but now you're up, you're loose, you're walking with the Lord. You know my son, the little boy caught the high. take somebody by the hand tell them we're loose now we're loose now the Lord's a deliverer you might fall down bound every day this week but you can get right back up rejoice not against me oh my enemy for when I fall I shall arise he cut out of Shatahaya. Church, listen. I don't want you to lose what, you, what you're feeling right now because God is about to, to do something amazing in this place. I want you to know somebody has been on their face for you today. I have been on my face in this carpet for my church family today. And I've been asking God, Lord, show us. Show us what we're fighting. Show us how to fight. Show us how to war in the spirit. And I just cannot get away from this because I was in here praying earlier this evening. And I don't know if you believe in seeing angels or not. But there is an angel of the Lord that is in this place right now. There is a deliverer in this place right now. And I feel like the Lord has revealed to me something. You are dealing with some generational curses that the enemy has tried his best whether it's a flesh thing whether it's an enemy you are dealing with some things that you need to break tonight in the name of Jesus and that's part of our deliverance so I want family member with family member I want us to do something I want everybody to come up here and I want you to grab a hold of your family members and I want you to lock arms with your family members find your mama find your sister if you don't have anybody, you get with somebody. You get with somebody that you can, that you can pray with right now. And my family, I want you up here. Jake, I want you to come up here. Where's Will and Angie? I want you to come up here with us. And listen, 
I want you to lift your voice and I want you to lift your hands and I want you to begin to break every generational curse because you do have something to do for the Lord. You do have a ministry. That's why, that's why you've been fought so hard. I want you to lift your voice and lift your hands and pray right now in the name of Jesus. We bind every generational curse. We break every generational curse in the name of Jesus. It will not stand. It will not stand. It will not stand. We take authority over all the power of the enemy. We take authority over addictions. We take authority over sickness and disease and abuse and trauma right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. Oh... his hand on you. He's got his hand on your ministry. He's got his hand on your family. You will be delivered. You are delivered in the name of Jesus. The weapon may be formed, but it will not prosper. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody cry out to him for just another minute. Just one more minute. Can we just cry out to him? You have a place in the kingdom. You have a place in the body. God's got a purpose for your life. He's got a purpose for your pain. He's got a purpose for your trauma and everything that you have been through. He's got his hand on you. He's not giving up on you. Yes.
Thank you, Lord. Just continue to worship the Lord for a moment. The Holy Ghost is still moving in here. Hallelujah. Stir that anointing up, God. Stir that anointing up. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise your name. Hallelujah. Ma, ma. We praise you, God. We love you, God. We praise you, God. Sando ニカラナステニマシエニカナハイエニミシナナカニシシヤマコノトコニナカヘアタセラノントソタマカタシャヤタヒカナサハカナシャノコウシイカマカタヤネラタネサニカナニカナカソトマカシソラバカシヤシャ
نکت دیان در راتو صوت های move in our blood, through our genes, through our DNA, the things that the enemy would like to use to keep us down, the things that were passed down to us in our homes, the things that were passed down to us in our spirit. God has given us the authority right now to make a proclamation to declare that those things are deceased and they are gone. Hallelujah. And that those chains, those links past to the darkness of spirit are broken Ooh, the Lord you, also showed me that when sister Shelby gave that message in tongues that was her proclamation yes to the enemy <laughs> that her chains the chains that want to follow are broken <laughs> and that was our example that we must do that ourselves yes Jesus. even now we have the power and authority to declare that within our spirit. Yes. Come on and worship the Lord now. Thank him. Thank him for what he's done tonight. Hallelujah.
mind on the Lord for just a moment saints the Lord's moving in this place tonight thank you Jesus thank you mm. I believe the Lord wants us to know that he has heard the desperation in our cries and he has heard the desperation in our voices he has heard the desperation in our soul that nobody else sees he is listening he does hear you. He does see you. He's going to take care of you. Sister Sabrina, your prayers are not lost on him. He has his hand on you. You have not lost one ounce of your anointing. God is going to see you through. He is going to carry you through. Saints, God loves you. He sees you. Talk to him. He says, talk to me. I crave conversations with you. I crave time with you. Talk to me. I love you. His coming is so soon. We don't have much time. We need to know what his voice sounds like so we don't miss it. Oh, God. Oh, leave this world. Leave this world. His coming is so soon. Walk away from everything but him. We cry out, we're desperate for you. Jesus. The psalmist said that when their fathers had cried out to God and trusted in Him, they were not disappointed. You see what happened tonight when we came into the altars crying out to the Lord. I'm sure not leaving here disappointed tonight. God has done exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. We're just 
these little old dusty shells. <laughs> but he said, I'm going to put that treasure in that earthen vessel. And, and here we come just trying to do our best. And on our best day, that don't seem like much, but God sees every bit of it, and responds to every bit of it. And God has heard every cry, every prayer, and bottled up every tear that was cried in this place tonight. Friend, God's going to take care of us. And there's some new things. There's some new life in people in here tonight. Things are going to look different from this point forward. But you will find yourself in need of that deliverer again. And you'll know right where to find him. So just cry out to him. Uh, I'm not even going to say dismissed. You can stay in the altar as long as you want tonight before you have to go home. And I can't dismiss from this presence. So if you feel like you, you need to go, you may and be blessed. It's fine. You're not hurting nobody's feelings. But if you feel like, hey, I just can't walk out of this yet and hang around for a moment or two, that'd be fine. God bless you. The Lord loves you.